coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back. Jay Foreman, DP Austin. This is old school. Brought you the new school way. Brought to you by the Mercado, certified Piedmontese, special ingredients and butcher shop. Located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat and every type of cut. Go in there and ask them what's up. I would advise everybody to get all their meats and cuts uh, Thursday, Friday, and probably maybe Saturday morning, but wake up early, get that grill fired up, and get some victory uh, meals going. So, uh, like we mentioned before the uh, the break, I wanted to ask you guys about the SEC, Ryan Kelly, LSU, his comments afterwards. Um, definitely felt like a coach that did not have an idea of what he saw or what happened. What's your guys' opinion on Brian Kelly and, uh, you know, LSU uh, after this weekend? Well, coaches get humbled. Coaches get humbled. Like, we like to believe as coaches that we know what we know. 100 with absolute percent, we know what we know. Right. And so we know that, okay, if I've poured 100% into this cup, that the the retention on the way I pour it, it's like pouring a Guinness. You know through perfection how to get it, get it the right level, the right texture, and other. And then all of a sudden when it pours differently and it doesn't show up that way, <laughs> it it's humbling to go everything I know versus everything I think I know. So his message throughout the entire summer was that the work is good, the players are good, the scheme is good, we're going to be really good. Except you have an opponent. You have an opponent who is putting right. in work too. And – they have more tape on you than you have on them. Right. <laughs> and if you don't change and alter and elevate your game, people are going to catch up. It happens in UFC, happens in the NBA. Uh, the Bucks figured that out. Uh, the, the, the Celtics figured that out. The Lakers figured that out. It happens in football. And in college football, Mr. Coach Kelly found out, I've got to do better. I got to be better at communicating. I got to be better at, at getting my coaches in line. And then ultimately, within the game, within the game, he has to be able to adjust. And I think that's the part that kicked him in the gut was that he couldn't pull the trigger in game to make it all work. How do you think, how much a big deal do you think it was for them having the, one of the most dominant defensive players or, you know, Dropping in the coverage, spying a quarterback, and the lack of pass rush that obviously was a direct reflection of that. Do you think that was Coach Kelly, a defensive coordinator, a whole coaching staff mistake, or really going into the season and overthinking how much better we can make an already dominant player be by having him do something that he's not dominant at? Oh, I think it's absolutely. That's the thing, and they didn't have any answers. The, uh, being a, a top assistant 
is the, the responsibility is that when Coach Kelly turns to you and says, what am I missing? What am I missing? Like, what can we do? Give me, give me something. Give me something, Jay. You've been in that conversation. Give me something. What, what can we yeah. do here, right? That everything that you thought was going to work, you trained it the right way, you coached it the right way, and it's just not landing and it's just not being executed. You're asking questions. Hey, do we have the right players out there? Uh, do we have the right players around the players? Uh, are we putting them in the right scheme? Are we misidentifying what we think they're doing against us? And Chip Kelly has had a group of people who get who always had a call and response for him. That's a part of his greatness right. as a coach is that his coaches communicate to him at a higher level than most coaches in those positions. That's why he's who he is. It's not so much that he's the, the genius. It's that he's figured out how to communicate with his coaches on such a high f- vibration and frequency that it gets him out of troubled situations. You can – you can those watch me coaches, Jay. Watch this. I'm gonna add to this. I'm watch this. No, the moment you have to say watch this means you're going outside of your lane, you're going outside of what already works, and you're going outside of success. And that's what it looked like to me. That they got cute. Cute will get you beat in big time college football. Cute always gets you beat. Right. Yeah, I agree, man. It was just it was I, I was just waiting. I don't I can't speak for you guys, Austin and D P. I was waiting for him to let to let them or for them to let Perkins do, do what he does best, affect the game, both in the run and pass game. It never came to fruition. It was like, you know, you worked all summer, and then yes, whatever you did was working. That's I think that's what separates the the good and great coaches. Um, I think Brian Kelly's a good coach. I really don't. I've not come to the conclusion that he's a great coach, and that's not a knock, but that's I just don't think he's in the upper echelon of coaches. Because I think some guys, you know, sometimes with your experience as a head coach, you should be able to tell an assistant coach, look, man, I, I love you, but this stuff is not working. Go back to what we know has worked for, for 13 games last year. For the for, for the 13th game, and, and the culmination was Perkins essentially dominating a Purdue team. I don't care if Jeff Brom is there, but the Big, uh, Big Ten runner-up championship team by himself uh, doing what he does best, why he's on everybody's draft board potentially in a year or two, uh, you know, because I think he's only a true sophomore, but being the number one pick, you don't get brought up and as the number one pick in the whole draft if you haven't done something dominating, right? Or if you not don't have a dominating attribute. It was just weird to me that you had somebody that, that was a, a, a trendsetter, a game changer, uh, literally – being a stack linebacker is almost like you're trying to convince the pros he can play a stack linebacker when all the pros that are that the scouts that are at that game wanted to see how many you know plays he could affect the game and he never got a chance to, which then boiled over to the offense because that put more pressure on Daniels in the offense to do something that they didn't want to do. They couldn't run the ball. Florida State became more physical and had their second wind or you know caught their second wind faster. And then you got into desperation mode, and it was it, it will not be a good week for Brian Kelly uh, because this is the second time losing to Florida State in this game, and this day, this time you you know last year you could say well we recovered from it, Florida State kind of got lucky, you know so forth and so on. This one right here was a butt kicking, and considering what Alabama did, considering what you know Georgia's bringing, consider what Tennessee's done. 
along with, say, Auburn and Arkansas, all these other teams, Ole Miss, you know, LSU could be looking at a season that where they never get off the launch pad, which then, as we know down in LSU, it can become, even though people in Nebraska says Nebraska can be very toxic, down in LSU can be very toxic and uh, very, I always say DEFCON 1, very quickly down there overnight because uh, they will get you up out of there. Of all the, the I think, top – 10 or top 8 ranked teams to lose a game by 21 points or more in a season opener. I think 4 of the 8 that that's happened to um, didn't even finish the season ranked. I don't think that's where we're heading with LSU, but we've kind of seen that that boom-bust element from that university and that program before. From kind of middling to you get Joe Burrow, uh, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, you go 15-0, and set all sorts of offensive records to falling kind of back off the map that next year, not backing it up to a really good season last year, you know, bouncing back from that opening loss to take down Alabama and win the SEC West. LSU has as high a ceiling as anybody in the country, but they don't do what you know Georgia and Alabama do and back it up with having a high floor all the time as well. Like that's a program that we've seen the bottom drop out relatively speaking of and that just tells me the culture in that place is kind of more more emotional than it is stable. Yeah, I mean you you got some heavy hitters down there. Uh, they've had a wide variety of success. You know, you go all the way back to you know, Nick Saban, and then, you know, he left and they went a downturn, but they always have great players putting them in the league. Les Miles did really good there. And then, you know, it seemed like his his message became stale. Then they're like, oh, man, you know, he wasn't so bad. Then, you you know, you get to Joe Burrow and you have that run, right? And then all of a sudden that, that sometimes when you deal in the moment or think in the moment, it masks all the previous, you know, turbulent times. Well, at Old Duran, I think he was. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. like 16 and eight or something afterwards, which we would have probably died for at that point in time. And then they ran him out, gave him a $17 million check. And so instead of having a magical acquisition through the transfer portal, i.e. Joe Joe Burrow, well, they did it in the middle of the night on, you know, in the middle of a private jet flight, Ryan Kelly, by the time he landed at, you know, potentially going to a recruit's house after Lincoln Riley went to USC, he was going to LSU. So the dominoes really, fell pretty quick right but it didn't change internally what they need to get done but I, I do agree with you Austin I think they'll rebound I still I still think they'll be a player in that you know at the end of the season I still think they're going to be a tough out I was just very surprised at the lack of let's just say DP correct me I mean I'm going to ask you if this is a good description the lack of innovation from last year right I thought I just felt like that game was rinse and repeat LSU, but holy smokes, FSU looked like the real deal and looked like they have gotten more innovative. Oh, 100%. <laughs> the Knowles, 
<laughs> the Knolls got to work. Look, they were embarrassed. Florida State's been embarrassed by by its production, uh, its talent, its coaching, its development, all those things. Sound familiar? It's been embarrassed, and then it got to work. And it said, we're going to rebrand, reimagine what Florida State football should actually be. And then they went out and got people that committed to it. And, look, they took the challenge. Like, this is what you want for any program that you care about. That, you know what? They they didn't get comfortable in being average. They didn't accept getting your heads kicked in by powerhouse programs. They went and said, you know what? We're not going to accept excuses. And the best way to show this thing is for us to go all in. We think we know what, what, what Coach Kelly's going to do because we've got tracking for it. They have no idea the new standard that we've set. That's how you change the standard. That's how you change cultures and programs. Work. They put in work, and Chip Kelly didn't, and it showed. But I don't think Chip Kelly's done. I think this, this to me, lands the way the whole Tebow Florida thing, where Tebow said, okay, I'm never going to let this happen again. Right. Like, I think this is an opportunity for Kelly. Yeah, I think he. I think he. He was embarrassed. I mean, you know, there's very few times that you see a coach. I wouldn't look dumbfounded, but in, but then also embarrassed. And he was more shocked, right? And you let you let down. I mean, DP, we've been there, right? Where you think your team's prepared, the matchup is good. You feel, you know, you're healthy, you're physical, you got a good quarterback, you got you got everything you need, and you probably hit all your check marks or benchmarks at practice you know, or whatever, you know, whatever you, you know, as you're ongoing evaluating through the off season and you go out there and lay an egg, I think the physicality is probably the more worrisome thing. I think coaches can do a good job of going back and self-scouting really quickly because I think even when a coach calls a great game, there's always plays they doubt themselves or like, I wish I had this playback. Even as a player, you know, you do that. So I think those fixes are pretty I wouldn't say easy, but more readily available because you can call on mentors, you can call on other people that might not have, not might not be emotionally invested into the game plan, right? So, say you have a colleague or somebody that you know maybe you know a year out of football, and they watch, they can give you honest evaluation. Um, but when you get beat physically, then you have to really wonder, okay, well, we did we push the guys far enough? Were we going hard enough? Did we start reading our press clippings and just assume that we would be physical and so forth and so on and got, you know, a little too happy and, and, and in gluttony of, you know, turning on X or Twitter or Instagram and, and or ESPN and the preseason shows and you see the LSU and Brian Kelly, this is the year and this is the myth. Sometimes you can, you know, lose your edge a little bit and you can get it back but you have to recognize that when and how you lost your edge, and then therefore it'd be easy easier to kind of you know sharpen that sword for a second. Jay, it, it, I, I immediately thought of Foreman Frazier one, and that right. Joe Frame, Frazier is one of the great bullies of all time, one of the great physical fighters, tough fighters, and pure bangers in history, and the moment you find out that your toughness isn't what you thought it was. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's just wow to watch the look on his face that it wasn't the scheme part. It's that right. we're getting our heads kicked in. Like, we're being moved right. around. Oh, yeah. Like, as you said, you can go into the club with your boys and feel like you 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 the dude. 
until that one bouncer gets his hands on you, throw you out the club. Right, <laughs> and you go, wait a minute, right, right. Like I got all the, I got all his clothes on. Uh, you already got seventy five dollars of my money, and my girl's still inside. And this dude just manhandled me, threw me out of the club, and took all of that away. That's what, <laughs> all of it. That's that's what just happened. Yeah, they. You know, really, the, the analogy is a funny analogy. Is is like essentially, you know, he hiked your hiked the pants up and he hiked your pants up. Took you by your belt buckle, smack you on the butt, and threw you out the club, and then shut the door out the back door too, right in the house. <laughs> right. Um, so you couldn't get back in, you know, like in the movies, you know. So, you know, I think it's one of those things that the, you know you got to challenge the players. They, you know, the coaches got to challenge themselves. It is one game. Um, I'm sure they they wanted to be undefeated. I'm sure, but you know that's the risk you take, and and that's also commendable too, right? When you're you know in, in where you're playing a non-conference game, but you're playing a real team, that's that's commendable, you know, um, you know, because very easily, you know, you know, you could be ducking, you could be ducking teams and playing, you know, Cupcake University and stuff and so forth and so on. So, you know, those the, when Florida State is going to be a team to be reckoned with, they're going to be able to match you physically. Physically, they're going to be able to match you athlete to athlete. And to be honest with you, I think the biggest shock was when they saw number four, thirteen, and the other big receiver out there. I think it was more holy smoke. They they actually are more athletic and more athlete than us. Yeah. I think that's what the biggest takeaway is. Yeah. Because whether it's Coleman, Travis, or all, you know, a combination, those guys rolling out there and looking at guys that are, you know, a lot better looking and can do things that maybe they can't even do, LSU doesn't have to face that every, uh, very often. You know what I'm saying? No, right. They don't have to face that. I mean, they're used to rolling out there and being the best. Even in the SEC, even like so when LSU plays like uh, like Arkansas, right? And Arkansas generally always has you know what DP three or four guys go in the league a year, and they're in. But they're not as good a looking team as LSU. You see LSU, everybody that plays for LSU used to assume that they're going in the NFL sooner or later. Yep. They're they're you know they're hitting the height, weight, size, speed ratios every single time. Well, when you looked over at Florida State. There's holy smokes. You know, this guy really recruited well. They developed well. They transferred portal well. And their quarterback, Travis, put himself on the map. Not like Shador Sanders, but he outplayed Daniels. And then so maybe you have a little buyer's remorse, right? Because you got to think LSU was taking a look at Travis from the very beginning, but Brian Kelly said he wasn't good enough. So those are the type of things that can come back to bite you, especially when you're playing, let's, we call it like versus like. They look like you, they play like you, they have the attitude like you, and they want to win like you. And those are hard games to win, and if you don't have the edge and you don't have the, the continuity and last year means nothing, you know, you can kind of, you know, jump up and get embarrassed, you know, like they were the other night. No, it. <laughs> I, I, I felt bad for LSU fans because they've had that, mm-hmm. that, that athletic arrogance that fans can have. And that was shattered yeah. in a night. Oh, yeah. I think, I, I, and here's the thing: I we see LSU again. LSU will knock off a top five team this year. They they may knock off two top ten teams. They will get better and they will play because they were humbled. They got humbled. Sometimes yeah. you don't want the humbling because you just you play as you say you play patty cake you, and you just get wins and move along, or you can get your head kicked in, get battled, grow some skin and then get back after it. I think they're more the, the latter than the first, that they're more inclined yeah. to get to work 
and make a difference. Unfortunately for them, they're in the LSU. They're in the SEC, and they're going to face some dogs. So there's that. Well, it's me interested to see, man. Um, we're going to go to break. Come right back. I want to ask you guys uh, real quick before I jump off. When we come back, who is the best looking Big Ten team that you guys saw this weekend? Because I think it varies all across the board. And who? And also, also want to ask you guys to put a little bug in the air. I kind of have a feeling who DP is going to say. Who do you think was one of the like breakout players? Say it. And uh, unless they <laughs> unless they slash slash, I told you so type of players that broke out. Jay Foreman, DP, Austin. We'll be right back. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on ninety three seven The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.